Welcome to Book Bridges, the podcast of WordBridge Now, igniting a passion for diverse literature through live online author meetups because words build bridges to unite. Book Bridges is brought to you by our partners at Lee and Lowe Books. I'm your host, Angie Beimer Johnson. WordBridge Now members gather monthly online to meet and to be inspired by diverse authors. What's coming up is just a taste of our full program with A.M. Dasu, author of Fight Back. After a devastating terrorist attack, Alia chooses to wear the hijab, and along with her friends, she chooses to fight back against injustices she faces and the hate groups rising in her town. Hi, thank you so much, Angie. Um, It's great to meet you all. It's just amazing to have, you know, all of us wanting to fight back together. Um, That is something that I'm it's, it's what I want. It's my dream. And it's just great to be doing that today. So thank you. I should just say I'm as I'm also known as A.M. Dasu. I also write uh, nonfiction and fiction children's works um, and fight back, which you can see the cover for behind me is about a girl who has everything, a great family, a great school, plans to go see her favorite K-pop band with her two best friends. And her life is turned upside down because of an event at the concert, an attack at the concert. And her school world is rocked and she has to decide whether she's going to accept how she's treated or whether she's going to take action to challenge it. Then I talk a bit more about my book. So I say, I tell them that, you know, Alia is 13 years old. She can't wait to go to the concert. And she isn't really concerned with stories on the news about the rise of the far right because, hey, it doesn't affect her. That is until a terrorist attack at the concert changes everything. And local racists find their voice and an anti-Muslim narrative starts cropping up at school and on the street. And when Alia starts getting bullied, she knows she has to do something to stand up to the hate. She decides that instead of hiding who she is, she's going to begin wearing a hijab for the first time to challenge how people in her community see her. But when her school bans the hijab and she's attacked and intimidated for making her choice, Alia feels very alone. Can she find allies, friends to stand beside her and help her find ways to fight back? Um, and so in this story, Alia is bullied for who she is and how she chooses to express herself, but she isn't alone in this. And did you know that expressing yourself is actually a human right? Um, United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, it's an important agreement by countries who have promised to protect children's rights. And one of the human rights the agreement covers is that children have the right to use their own language, their culture and religion, even if those are not shared by most people in the country where they live. And also, children can choose their own thoughts, their own opinions and religion, but this should not stop other people from enjoying their rights. Sometimes when people share their negative opinions and thoughts about someone else's identity, it can stop them from enjoying their right. And sadly, their right to express themselves isn't always respected. And instead, lots of young people are targeted and bullied for what they look like and who they are. And they're targeted and bullied sometimes because of what people have seen on the news or because of the way that certain groups of people are described. And that's why I wrote Fight Back. I wrote it because the media has a lot to answer for. I wanted to write it because I wanted to put a spotlight on a community that is always in the news for the wrong reasons, and explore what that might feel like in a school setting and as a family. I also wanted to explore what it feels like to struggle to express your identity, and then find that courage to be proud of it. And to realise that you're not alone. There are so many others from all sorts of backgrounds experiencing the same. But most of all, I wanted to show that when we come together, 
our voices are stronger. I wanted to show what what it feels like to be bullied for being Muslim and also Jewish, Black, Chinese, from an LGBTQ plus background, and also show what it feels like to be pro- to be around a family member who has hateful views and how that can also impact your life, even if you're not from a minority or a small community. And in this book, I wanted to reflect the experiences of those who have faced discrimination and for readers to experience and understand the impact of prejudice and bullying. So I wanted to challenge that narrative that being different or looking different means you're dangerous and that we should all try and be and look the same. It's really amazing to see how this really opens up a conversation with young people and they just feel so much more confident to share and teachers have been very surprised as well um, with how forthcoming they've been about what they've experienced. Um, and they see, like with me, they'll ask me, you know, did you get bullied or have you ever helped somebody? Um, and I will tell them, look, I wasn't openly bullied at school. I was, people questioned what I was wearing, um, but it wasn't sort of vicious. Um, until after 9-11, because I'm old. (laughs) After 9-11, I saw a massive shift in the way that I was looked at, even just going to, you know, the grocery store. I was very aware that people didn't really think that I was doing much with my life or achieving much or that I was trouble. Um, And it sort of set me up in a way. So I say to them, look, what you can do, you know, what you should do is take that hate and put it into something positive, make a difference. And when you're successful, those people that were giving it all that, they'll be crying at your success. Show them with your success, you know, just focus on something that you enjoy. Um, and for me, it was certainly going out there and it kind of what Alia does, you know, just going out there and showing people that I'm not bad. I'm a Muslim, I'm visibly Muslim. Look, I'm smiling at you. So yeah, this is one of the reasons I wrote it as well, because I also wanted kids who may have parents or family members that are leaning on the far right ideology or may say things to sort of feel like, look, Lisa also experienced this and she didn't have to go with that hate. Hi, Dee. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I wrote down something you said um, when you were talking about why you wrote the book and you said, I wrote it because the media has something to answer for. Um, and it kind of put me into this spiral of thinking about how we write. And um, for me, uh, as a black woman and teaching black students, uh, decentering the white gaze and or the dominant gaze. And so my question is around your process, because uh, we write autobiographies and I find that a lot of the students feel that they have to center uh, struggle and what I feel kind of becomes this trauma porn, so to speak, because they feel like they're writing to this gaze of, you know, I'm only valuable if I speak about my trauma or if I speak about experiences that are racial. Right. And while those experiences are valid and we do have to speak about those, I'm wondering, how do you balance honoring the human experience of just being a kid? Because oftentimes when we pick up books, particularly for black students, it's 
You know, why is it always, you know, we had to march, we had to fight, we had to, you know, be sprayed down with hoses. Why can't we just double dutch sometimes, right? So I'm wondering, how do you balance that childhood aspect of just innocence, fun, family values, but also give light to some of those more traumatic things that we do experience? So it's not just the heavy trauma. Yeah, so I think, I don't know if you've read Boy Everywhere. With Boy Everywhere, I just went all in, and it was trauma, 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 trauma. Um, and um, because I wanted to make a point, that whole book was just making a point. You know, it was just like, you know, there is no us and them. We That, that can happen to us too. We can easily become refugees. Um, whereas with this one, I really wanted to sort of balance it with more humor and lighthearted moments. And you'll see that in fact that, you know, there are points where you might laugh, hopefully, um, or, you know, you have relief from Alia's trauma, you know, with the kitten, etc. You know, as adults, we um, sometimes, we, we, we seem to think that children don't know what's going on in the world, you know, we think that we want to keep them protected, and we, we want to encourage them to enjoy their innocent years, but this isn't the reality, you know, they've got access to Snapchat, and Google, and YouTube, and global events, and what's happening in the news seeps into conversation, it seeps into their decision making, and, um, you know, I do feel that they need to have access to literature like this because I want those that are experiencing it to feel seen, but I do want those that have not experienced it to see how it feels. So I've got so many white children that will, the the book's been um, put forward for a lot of awards, school awards in the UK. And these kids are doing reviews and they're like, you know, there's a lot of hate out there and, you know, we need to talk about it. And they're really getting it. Um, so I do feel this is, you know, not everyone has that idyllic childhood where, I mean, what's it, you know, you know, where you, your, your parents are missing and you've got into the woods and there's fairies and everything's great and life's an adventure, you know. Yes, there's a place for that kind of literature, escapism, but I think we do need to have a balance and we need to have books like this too so that we can have a conversation. Because for me, you know, growing up, I would definitely say the books that stayed with me were the books that we discussed at school. So um, there's this gap. Like I read a few books when I was a primary kid and they're like really basic, uh, you know, picture books that I remember, etc. And then there's this massive gap where I remember nothing. I don't remember books. And then I remember only two in high school, in, in middle grade and, and, and high school. And basically they were Brave New World and uh, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And we read them in school and we discussed them. And I, you know, I was immersed in those books. I was like, when I was reading Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, I read I read it in a Southern accent and annoyed everybody. They hated me. Like, oh no, she's reading. I was so into it, you know? And for me, it was like, they were life, like Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry was life-changing because it was like, look, look at how dignified this family is in, 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 this situation that they, you know, that is just awful. It's horrible. Um, so I do feel, I feel like we need both types of books, but je- I would say definitely what I'm trying to do now is have more lighthearted moments because life isn't just one whole trauma, as we know. Like in Art with Fight Back, you'll see that she has happy moments, she has a laugh with her friends. And then she's completely like down because things something had happened. And that's so real. It's us too. As adults, isn't it? Like one day you're having a good morning and then you see something or someone says something and then that's it. You're like, and I just want kids to know that yes, life throws a hell of a lot at you, but there's hope. There is always hope. And no matter what you're going through, you're not the first to go through it and you will come through it. You will come through it. You just got to find your people 
the right people um, and find your strength. So I guess it's about giving that positive and hopeful message through the trauma. So hopefully maybe something will hit, you know, they'll be able to navigate whatever comes comes to them. I, I want to say thank you so much for the book. I'm halfway through reading it aloud with my 10-year-old daughter. And um, it's so fun because my husband actually, my husband's family is from India and my daughter's learning Hindi language. And so all the Urdu words are so familiar to her. And so it's just another point of connection. It's it's really fun to see, um, you know, we're not Muslim and yet there's this girl growing up in a different country in England and yet there, you can definitely sense that she really identifies with her. So it's really wonderful to see her um, connection with your character. Just speaking, I love the thought of Alia inspiring you too, but I can definitely see that for my daughter. I'm also a like Muslim woman and mother. So when I was growing up, I was the only hijabi. So I was the first exposure for like peers around me. And it was really, really intimidating and I didn't have any books to read about my experience. So I felt like on the side, like alienated, but having like this book, I can show my nieces because they're about the age about coming now to start to wear the hijab to give them a book. Like this is, you know, something that can help you and empower you through it really helps because like, if I tell her, you know, it's going to be really, really hard. You can do it. It's different than giving her a book saying like, this is will empower you like this is what to do so it's nice to have something to like show her like it's not just us other people are going through it too thank you so much that's, that's so nice to hear and yeah i just i want kids to really feel confident in who they are you know whether they were a hijab whether they look different whatever i just really want them to own their identities and go forward being proud of who they are like it's okay it's okay to be you it's okay to be different and but you're gonna be okay If you wish you'd been here with Az for the full program to ask questions of your own, become a member at wordbridgenow.com and join the conversation with our upcoming authors. See the link in the show notes. Thanks again to A.M. Dasu and to our partners at Lee and Lowe Books. In the spirit of words as bridges, take care.